DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It's said Mark Madsen in studio, UVU basketball coach. Join us for an hour with... Join us... Good to have Matson on. Appreciate him coming down and joining us for the entire hour. He's a busy man as he's trying to not get this program off the ground, but he's trying to get his program, program off, off the, the ground. ground. Good to have him in studio. Uh, it is a Wednesday, so we had better get to this. Nitro World Games is headed back to the State of Sport on Saturday, August 17th at the Utah Motorsports Campus. The world's best motorsports and action sports athletes will once again converge this summer to battle for the top spot in Nitro Rallycross, Moto Quarter Pipe, and FMX Best Tricks. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at NitroWorldGames.com. It's a win tickets Wednesday. We got two tickets to the Nitro World Games right now. <laughs> This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. 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 Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. And you'll win tickets right here on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 855-340-ZONE. Caller 12 right now. Jake will uh, hook you up with two tickets to the Nitro World Games. 855-340-ZONE. Transition from college to pro basketball, pretty massive, PK. He's been in the pro game a long time. Well, yeah, there's he's a, going the other there's way. There's a lot to learn, yes. Yeah. The transition either way is a big deal. I mean, it's, it's basketball, but there are so many things that are different at those two levels. Yeah, I think the thing that I like is that he has a lot of experience and has been tutored by some great folks. You look at Mike Montgomery, his college coach. Here's a man who he did spend a couple years in the NBA, but is known mostly as a college coach. And he added all up. He's got over 700 wins. That's a lot of winning. Yeah. That's yeah. A, I mean, I think 350 wins is a lot of wins, and he doubled it. Right. And Montgomery had an ability to connect with people. I'd been around him just a little bit, not a whole lot, but I had through the NCAA tournaments and all and heard some people, talked to people who knew him very well and the way he connected with people and the stuff that Mark can draw on is going to help him because he, so much of coaching, you know, I think what makes great coaches, it's such a... uh, a potluck of stuff. I don't think potluck is the word I'm looking for, but you need to have all sorts of abilities beyond X's and O's. You need to know the game. And most of these guys do know the game. You got to know the game. You yeah. got to have really good people skills. Yeah. And you the be a way teacher. to connect yeah. and the way to pick up, the way to jump on guys and all this stuff has to be done in a manner. And then there has to be the respect. And he talked about how Phil Jackson could get on Shaq and Kobe. Well, when you're flashing rings like uh, Phil could do. Six of them when he showed up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're not going to respect that, then what are you going to respect? Now, Mark has zero wins as a head coach, so he's going to have to grow into that. I don't care if he was the best man in Shaq and Kobe's wedding and Phil's wedding. You still have to be able to coach in the moment. I mean, no. A lot of folks didn't have a lot of great things to say about Majerus as a person and how he treated them and whatnot. But in the moment, the guy could coach, and there was that. Even the fiercest critic of his has to acknowledge that man could coach. Say what you want, but he could coach, and so there was. And so the players then would listen. 
and he's got to get them. And it'll be interesting to see how it develops in that situation because he's in a, a I believe Utah Valley is a winnable situation because you have to win. They're, they're basically a, a big skylight conference in terms of you have to win your conference tournament to get an, uh, the automatic bid. There might be a day that they get an uh, at-large bid. That seems a long way off. Right. There might be a day, though. You never know. Uh, and you but it really seems like it's New Mexico yeah. State, Grand Canyon, and UVU. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's there. It's those three. But New Mexico State's pretty much had the death grip on it. The other so two far. Are, the other two are close, but they haven't been able to But they've got a lot of guys. positives that should allow them to compete. And he's putting a three-year tag on himself. I would be a little reluctant to do that if I were him. But nevertheless, I appreciate that he's doing it, and he's appreciating hold me accountable, and he's saying, I want to develop these men as human beings. And, and, and you go to Stanford, obviously you're a highly intelligent dude, and he talked to us off the air about during his commute about something about learning about Egypt because he was listening to podcasts in the multiple hours that he was in, car. Yeah, in the commutes. So he's a man who wants to learn, and if I had a son who was in that situation, I would love to have him as a mentor helping me out because Mark is going to be concerned about the young men helping them to learn. But at the same time, he realizes I'm not going to be evaluated by that. I'm going to be evaluated by wins and losses. So it's kind of a funky business. We want you to develop, help develop young men into great citizens. And, but if you do that at a high, high level and don't win enough, well, you suck and you're out. So it's an interesting dichotomy there. So he's got to still find ways to win. And I think this program can win at the level of their peers. Their level of their peers is the programs you just mentioned. I see them being able to compete at that level going down to Vegas in March and competing seriously for an NCAA tournament bid. Mark Pope built a nice program. Now it's up to, to Mark Madsen, two NBA guys, interestingly enough, to get it a little bit higher. That's the challenge. And doggone it, I friggin' want Rudy Gobert shooting threes. <laughs> that is the question of the day. It's up on our Facebook page. We got a lot of responses to it. Rudy's been practicing shooting three-pointers this offseason. We should have talked to Mark about that. Uh, do you want the two-time defending NBA Defensive Player of the Year shooting the long ball next season for the Utah Jazz? Eric says he gets the ball to the top key a lot. If they leave him open, wouldn't mind him seeing him shoot him once in a while. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Gabriel, oh, hell no. Look at that. See, he went to a Ron Boone drop Why not? right after that. Why not? How about he focus on becoming the most dominant inside big man since Shaq? I'm thinking this makes much more sense. Game's changed no, the, since Yeah, Shaq. exactly. Game's Precisely. Changed. Duh. Thank you. Daniel says he needs a couple of post moves, i.e. a drop step that he can easily dunk over most guys who try and guard him, and a jumper at 15 feet or in. Aaron says, do we need Rudy shooting threes with the new lineup? I think the easy answer to that is, no, you don't need it, but if you had it, it'd be a sweet little extra trick to have in your pocket come playoff time. Well, especially if you're going to leave the man five feet open, and then Mitchell is so dynamic, and if he has more space... That just works to not just Mitchell's advantage, but to Joe Ingles' advantage, and on and on and on. Because once Mitchell can get explosion into the paint and there's nobody there, he all sorts of options. And if I'm going to leave Joe and Bogdan, Bogdanovich and Conley where their feet are set, and, they're, and it's almost like an open gym practice shot, 
they're making way more than 33, 35%. I'm saying they're making 45% of those particular shots. It may not reflect in the overall percentage of the three. But of but the wide open uncontested yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah, they are. They're going to drain Absolutely. a lot of those. Absolutely. You're damn right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Booner. I, and I knew Ron, you know, you talked to Ron, and, and he's an intelligent man, and he'd come around. I don't, I just, unless he totally sucks, don't have him do it. But Gobert has shown me. In fact, I'm going to tell Gobert, Gobert, don't you, <laughs> do please, because you suck, and you ain't going to make him, Rudy, and you're a disgrace. You're hurting the team by doing that. So that's the last thing all of us want you to do. Yeah, so we, make sure that message gets back to him. Yeah, you're terrible at that, Rudy. You suck. There, play that for him over and over again. That'll motivate him right there. So we got the uh, we got a poll question up, and uh, we haven't really pubbed it, but a lot of you have seen it anyway and have uh, gone ahead and voted. We're a couple hundred votes in, and it's it's pretty even here. The people are split; they're all over the map on this. They don't really know what they want. Yes, no, only in practice. AI, go ahead. Give me. A, we're talking about practice. I want in a game, not just practice. You know, I talked to Mark Eaton about this, and not about Rudy, but about himself, and he felt like he had more offense to give. 36% say Rudy. Yes, shoot the three, embrace the future. I really do think the game's trending that way. We talked about Brooke Lopez earlier this morning. Three years ago, there was no What are we talking hint. about? Practice? We're <laughs> talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We ain't- 36% for embrace the future. Three years ago, Brooke Lopez couldn't shoot the three a lick. He was three for 31 for his career. Last three years, he shot 1,200 of them. He's shooting 36.5%. And when you're shooting 36.5%, coach is going to green light you. Oh, and you're 6'10", and you can yeah. draw guys out. Right. And he shot over more than f- over 500 of them last year, career high. Now, Ro- Lopez will never be the defender and the pronounced impact on the game that Rudy has on the defensive end for sure but whoever the big guy is on the floor guarding him has got to go guard him on the three-point line and everybody else in the team gets to drive the hoop plus I think there's there's you you tend to look at numbers and you know you devolve most of your opinions from that but if he starts making threes then he starts making all-star teams the Jazz start getting more positive pub they become even more inviting to free agents and to others to players that you can get a Kawhi Leonard like in the last year of his contract and have a fair amount of confidence and I know Kawhi didn't but resign with that particular team and it looks like you know Paul George that thing kind of blew up in their faces. It, it sounded good, but it wasn't any foundation there. He's a year after he signs, he's out the door. So we still have all sorts of doubts on the small market teams. But if Gobert is shooting threes and helps him get all-star stuff and it gets the Jazz more name recognition and then it gets to be cool to sign. And there's going to be a time. This is one of my predictions. There's going to be a time when they're going to sign guys and the guys are not going to sit up there on the podium on day signing when they've been announced and explain why they came to Utah because it's going to be understood. We're not going to ask you, hey, why you, this African-American dude, why did you sign with Utah? And he's not going to have to explain it the way that Bogdanovich had to. I had to look at the roster and I looked at the roster. No, it's going to be understood. And you're going to want to come. And we're going to build it. And they're going to come, Ray. I see what you did there. They're going to want to be here, Ray. You see what I'm saying? I do. That's I the, the goal. I, yeah, I've seen that movie. Second best movie i ever seen. Third. 
Well, I count the same. Oh, you do? <laughs> just, if you build it, you will come. Ray. <laughs> basketball Ray. <laughs> Jazz basketball Ray. Nice ad lib. Yeah. 36% say yes, Gobert should shoot threes, embrace the future. 34% say no, keep him in the paint. 19% only practice. you got to do that in your AI voice. And 11% say, hey, they already tried this with D-Fave. So they want uh, some do, some don't. Now, now you, I've been fortunate. We're at 300 votes. To right learn now. this morning from the master. You've taught me. Pretty sure that's not what happened, but it sounds good, so go ahead. No, you, you told me you were going to teach me. You said I needed. Did he not say I needed to be taught? Those are facts. You cannot deny. You said I believe at you said, why don't you teach me? And I said, I will. Because you need to be taught. Yeah, if you want to take that as implied. No, it was. Uh, dude, it's right there. We can okay. listen to it. You said I needed to be taught. Well, now, then you do. My question for you is do you believe Quinn Snyder needs to be taught by you the way you've taught me? No. We already know Rudy's been working on this to some degree. And they haven't turned him loose in game. So that Why been good don't enough. they turn him loose? loose. Turn him loose. <laughs> <laughs> You're so all over the map. You are. You are bouncing from so thing to thing to thing. Turn, so continue. Are they going to turn him loose, as you say? If they see him getting better, they'll give him a shot. But he's got to get better. Clearly, there's some bar he's got to... From, from drills to what they see when they're playing five-on-five, five, either, either kind of an open gym setup or a, you know structured practice, there's clearly some line he has to cross there. So I, I think it's more than that. It's not just Rudy. It's what's best for the team. Oh, if, if Rudy could shoot the three at a high percentage, it would be best for the team and Quinn would have him well, doing it. Well, of course, if Henry Yeah, won. he just can't. Right, but, but he can't do it yet. And, and yet may be the key word. Like, keep working at it, Rudy. You haven't got it yet. But that doesn't mean you won't get it. I don't know. I'd be interested with the Brook Lopez thing. How much of an investment did it take? When did he cross over? Because clearly there's a point where he couldn't do it. And then he crossed the line. Well, yeah, you but actually we can do this a pretty he, good clip. Even if he were to be able to be making them, if it's best for the team that he actually takes well, them. Well, I believe it is. If he can make them, I believe it's best for the team I don't, that he see, takes I, don't, I, I have my doubts. Why? Because then he's not in the position to get an offensive rebound or he's not in the – in the position to contend, so mm-hmm. then the outlet pass cannot be made as easily, and he has yet to play one minute with a drastically new lineup. So how do I know? He's not played one minute with 40% of the starters. Not one. Well, so how do I know in the context of what they're developing, which they're developing probably as we speak, so I don't know how all those parts well, of the there's a lot of things. fit. I mean, they've changed the team so much. There's a lot of things we, yeah. can't, we can't know. We just can't. I mean, we can sit here and blow smoke and say we do, but we can't know. I think we can know they wouldn't have done it in the past because if he could have done it in the past, they would have put Derek inside to get the offensive rebounds. He'd have been the interior guy, and Rudy would have been the guy in the corner shooting But the that's threes. a different story. I know. So I, say, I can say that in the past, I'm pretty sure Rudy couldn't have done it because I'm sure Quinn and his staff would have figured that out. Okay, fine. Now, but- going forward... To give up the offensive rebounds, you know, is it worth doing that? How many points a game is that worth? I mean, they've got a bazillion people over there tracking that kind of stuff. I'm doing it off the top of my head. Off the top of my head, I think I'd trade whatever points they get off offensive rebounds for having the paint open for Donovan 1, Conley 2, Bogdanovich 3, uh, 
and Joe to a degree too. So yeah, and then whoever definitely else is coming Joe. off the bench, yeah, de- and definitely Dante Exum. It would make Exum's life, assuming he stays healthy and he I plays. Would throw in Jeff Green and yeah. So I. I would do it. I'd put him out there if he can. But he's got to make him in a clip that makes him defend. And until he shoots thirty-five percentish out there, they're not going to go defend him. So then he's not opening the floor for you. It's not. It's. I mean, the points that Rudy scores on threes will be nice, but the bigger impact should be how much he makes the game easier for everybody else if he has to be defended out there. And you're right; they will have to sacrifice the rebounds, but I think or the offensive rebounds and the putbacks. But I think they can make that up. Man, I'm glad I came to work today, Yak. I have learned so much. Have you been enlightened? I've been taught. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 <laughs> The Zone. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on The Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see the one, Bob. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I've had images and x-rays and, and everything, and my Achilles is not at an extra risk. There is no tear or swelling in there. Andrew Luck, Colts quarterback. He's got a lingering calf injury. Do not link it to his Achilles. I know, Kevin Durant, calf injury, Achilles, you could link that. But Andrew Luck says not to link this one. Take him at his word, PK. Yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I do. And why, why say otherwise? I mean, what, what's the advantage? His tone kind of suggested to me that he wasn't really selling it. It sounded pretty matter-of-fact. Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green going to miss multiple regular season games, so be careful, fantasy football owners. His coach, Zach Taylor, says the damage done to his injured uh, ankle ligaments worse than they originally thought. Yeah, so. I told you you can't say owners anymore. Jeez, dude. C.J. McCollum gets three years and $100 million tacked on to the end of his deal. So he's now signed for five years and $157 million. They will continue to have a good team, but will this limit them from having a great team? Or are they going to break through with the small ball guard lineup? Break through? Win it all. To the other side? No. I agree with you. Dang it. No, they aren't. But they did it because that's the best team they can put together right now. And they didn't want him walking in two years. Hey, Yuck, play the audio of the, uh, the brawl. Garrett is hot, and now there's some serious chirping coming from the Pirates' dugout. And now Garrett's on his way to the dugout, and here we go. Oh, Garrett goes in there. That was a full-on sprint to the to the uh, opponent's dugout there. Yeah, and it was, it was a real fight as opposed to... Not a food fight. As opposed to two guys just kind of pushing and shoving each other. Look at all the recognition we get, man. What a great hire. <laughs> a People great don't know hire. what you're talking about. You totally just... We just went from pros <laughs> to the college. We just went from baseball to football. We just went from the Reds and the Pirates to the Arizona State Sun Devils. There he is on Get Hermet, Up. 
Herm Edwards on ESPN this morning. Uh, I tell you, what a genius hire. Uh, so, what was your what were you asking? That was a real brawl. That wasn't, not a, but not a food fight. Let's go was, back inside. It was not a food fight. It was not a <laughs> let's go back inside. It was not a pushing and shoving and uh, line dancing kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it was legit. And, and after was, three months of bean balls back and forth between the two teams, and now are any of these guys going to get sent to anger management classes? That is so weak. By who's the, the league? The MLS Major yes. League Sissies sending. Petkey to anger management because he, he yelled at a referee. Actually, I don't know officially <laughs> if the league's making him do it or the club is. I'd have to check. <laughs> club sent out a statement. It all got it all got uh, oh, rolled yeah. into one in my mind. Anger management, really? He's a coach of a oh, prof- it's league, I think a professional organization who's trying to win games. And what happens if you don't win games? You get fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, and for the record, he's been fired before. This is not his first coaching job. He coached as in, usually it isn't. Right, he coached in New York I after mean, he played there. Right, not that's not news that coaches get fired. So he's out there battling with everything he has. Yep, and he gets upset in the moment. Yep, and he yells at some guys, and we're going to send him to anger management. I would be insulted if I were paid. Find me all you want, suspend me all you want. Three games, twenty five thousand, whatever. Yeah. I would have issue on that, but I'll accept that. But the anger management stuff. So Puig shouldn't get anger management? <laughs> no. No. Because no. he was in the middle of it again. He didn't start it. But so he ended what are we going to have MMA it. guys go to anger management now? I mean, <laughs> No, that's the goal. <laughs> right, they I know. Would, They're trying MMA to take guys, their head off. MMA guys should be sent to anger <laughs> Dismanagement? I don't know. Anger encouragement classes? Anger enhancement? Nothing screams you are little league like soccer ordering a coach to go to anger management. If it's that bad, get rid of them. Like it's a judge sitting up there and you're sentenced to something and they, they make you go to anger management. I have never heard of this. Have you ever heard of this? Of a coach, I've heard of anger management. I've never heard of a coach being sent to a professional sports organization. I think players have been sent to it before, but I don't, I don't. I haven't heard of a coach being sent to it who's out there trying to fight for his team and thinks there was injustice. This will go on for the rest of time. The coach is yelling at referees. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> until uh, until it's Major League Baseball and it's a machine, and people aren't doing it anymore. I wonder if the referees are that upset that some guy yelled at me. Yeah, I don't know. I got yelled at. What are we going to do now? Coaches, if you yell at players, they're going to recommend you have anger management? I mean, coaches have been fired for the way they've treated players, for yelling at them. or Right, and it becomes obvious. Although, what are they... Debated sometimes, but... Has any winning coach been fired for yelling at players? Mike Leach. 
I mean, Texas Tech. And, and, and did he lock a guy in his shed? Or was the guy there because it was dark and it was a migraine? Today, oh, you bring it up hands, and hands he'll go nuts on it. At the Pac-12 media day, Hans said, hey, have you been paid by Texas Tech? Yeah, when he's, and I'm he like, just recites them all. <laughs> I'm like, Hans, <laughs> way to go. Put that in the pot and stir that baby. And meanwhile, Washington State is nationally ranked and, and Texas, Texas Tech, Tech has another won, coach. Texas Tech hasn't won nine games since, I believe, was the Mike Leach's quote. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and Manny Bowen, not going to be there for Utah? Projected starting linebacker? Uh-oh. Now what? Already these expectations are taking a hit. Ute linebacker, transfer from Penn State, did not report for fall camp yesterday, as expected, multiple reports. His status and or ability to return to the program is undetermined. Seems like a massive gray area. Will he show up? Well, they want him there if he shows up. What's gone on behind the scenes that has led to this? Because you pointed out, he was there in spring. He talked to you. He talked to lots of people. Seemed to say all the right things. Oh, as far as second chance, final chance type thing? Right, yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, the, the NFL's right there. They're interested, but they're going to invest millions in you. They want to know that, you know, you're going to deliver. I mean, they're going to look at this. They're not amused. That's, that's an easy read. Oh, I would think this would... Uh, Wreck him? Yeah. He's into free agent, NFL free agent territory at this point. Draft, <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, perfect played in the NBA or NFL. Free agent guys the make it dude all dude who should have yeah. gone to anger management. Yeah, I'm talking about a guy who has had some all sorts of issues, uh, not just a free agent. So uh, you talk to people. Do you think he's going to show up? Will he be no. on the team if he shows up? No. Is... no, I think he's done. Okay, I think you're going to move on. Next, I mean, it could change. I mean, I'm not reporting this is definitive. You asked me, do I? What think? do you think? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's just on conversations last night. I, I think it's got to move on, man. They, they've got uh, got to get the next guy ready. Yeah, Devin Lloyd is ready to step in there and played some last year. And this is you know the way I look at it is that this is this has to an happen injury. Oh, you're basically losing a player. Well, you're going to lose players. You lost a bunch yeah. of players last year. Well, and, and Kyle's given a bunch of guys second chances. We've seen transfers come in who've had a problem for one reason or another. They have a year, maybe they have two years, whatever it is. And a lot of them worked out. Worked out. But it also stands to reason that if he tries this a lot, they're not all going to work out. Well, Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon didn't work out. I mean, and it's had these substance right. issues now that have obviously affected him into the professional ranks. But he was here at Utah. Never played a game, but he was here at Utah. And he never got on the field for them. And he's a wildly talented player. And so... They moved on from that in that situation. But the fact that you're, the circumstances when they take the field in 29 days, it doesn't matter who's in there playing and how are they playing. You'll, That's all that You'll matters. either make a stop on third down yeah. or you won't. Yeah. And so this kid, whether you know, he leaves for whatever reason, uh, you know, hopefully, I always, obviously, all of us root for no college kids to get injured. And, but. There's going to be injuries. Guys are going to miss games. And now that that's – I view this like that, although the circumstances are obviously are different. But the, in, in a sense, it's good news in that it happened now, so you've got all this time. You to, didn't invest more practices no, in them. And right. Today's the first practice, reps. and so you get other players in there. And if you only have two linebackers, then you've done a poor job recruiting. BYU and Utah have their first fall camp practices this afternoon. I think the Aggies have a media thing yeah, today, but their first practice tomorrow. is tomorrow. 
Stay tuned to The Zone and 1280thezone.com for all of the updates and the post-practice interviews. Nick Bonacani, former linebacker legend for Miami, has passed at 78, I think it was. Saw that on Twitter. Well, now I'm being, this guy sent me what Petke is being accused of using. Slurs. Ooh. I still don't know about the anger management. But, yeah, I don't, I'm, the suspensions and all, fun. Three games, 25 grand. That We've seems seen like that a lot. Before. It is, but it's not his first rodeo. Yeah, he was suspended a year ago. He spent it two years ago. It's three Julys in a row. There's been a suspension of some type. I don't have any problem with the this. The printer is broken speech was two years ago, I think. And then in Minnesota last year. Oh, and he said the S word on TV? Yeah, that was in Minnesota. I didn't really care about that. Yeah. And now this. Okay, so. so so the suspension. Fine. Suspend him. Guys, Jerry Sloan got suspended. He's a Hall of Fame coach. That's not that unusual. I would think that this David Bell, manager for Cincinnati, there's going to be some suspension for him, isn't there? I mean, he was ready to brawl yeah. everybody associated with us. Well, City that was of Pittsburgh. A, that was a, and, and that was not the first two time those two teams have been uh, upset with each other, and this has been going on for a while. So I would think there'd be liberal doses of suspensions thrown around. I would think Yasiel Puig would get to sit down for a while. He's since been traded, but, I mean, it was weird. Well, the way he'd he's take in his time going trade. north. <laughs> Cincinnati to Cleveland. Yeah. Three-team deal. No hurry. Don't get hurt in that fight. You know you were traded six that minutes drive. ago. He, But he looks like, man, he's just like... He's so buff. It looked like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most baseball players would want no part of him because he's built like a linebacker. <laughs> well, he went I mean, he was a couple weeks ago <laughs> oh. with those jerseys, his biceps. How, like, many players are, how many players are that big he in Major like League Baseball? physically indestructible. Right. How are they? Just so strong. How many players looks. look like that? You watch more baseball than me. Three, five, ten? Yeah, I mean, you put Aaron Judge in there and Stanton. Yeah. Those guys are massive. Pools is a big human being. Mike Trout is a big human being. And I love the way Puig has learned English, too. He gave his post-game interview in English. So I I root for him. But to see Bell, who was already ejected, then come back out onto the field. I didn't know that. That's definitely getting him suspended. If if you've been ejected and then you come back out for it, yeah. He got tossed arguing balls and strikes. I mean, he's got the old school rep. I don't think he did anything out of the ordinary. He was down in the middle of the pile. He got knocked but, down. But he was out there to separate guys. It didn't look like he was ready to brawl. But he had a, what was it? What would he say? He had a bad base. He, he said he has a bad foundation. A bad foundation. So he fell. I have a bad foundation. I fell because I've had both of my hips replaced. He kind of laughed it off. Not not entirely, but his role in it. And I when okay, I but, saw him go the, down, I was nervous for him because he's sixty two year old man with. Two hip replacements. That screams more injury. But the two managers are also hip deep in this because you got teams for throwing sure. each other for three months. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are they yeah. going to get suspended for that? Well, they this play today. I'm interested to see what happens. They got a matinee today if uh, they continue quick. it or they, they knock it off. But Bell, the manager for Cincinnati, he was brawling. I would think he would have some so suspensions are not unusual. So, will the anger management work? I've never been to anger management, so I have no idea. And I could probably use it. So I have no clue how that works. I don't either. 
But to your point, it would seem like this would be the hard. I mean, for an, for the quote unquote average person working in an office somewhere, there just isn't as much adrenaline going as there is at the end that, of the game. That, exactly. And so well, you've if, got to allow anger, for something. I can see anger management working in an office. You go back to your desk, you sit down, you do a breathing exercise, you do whatever to calm down. Whatever is happening in the moment isn't that important in the big picture. Most likely, right. I've never gotten into anything close to that with a fellow employee. I wanted to drop you this morning, but I just thought, no, I'll be the bigger man. What about that time Scotty bulldozed you down the hallway? Except that one time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The headlines are brought to you this morning by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Win, win, win. It's a win ticket Wednesday on the Zone Sports Network. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Win. Listen all day for the win ticket Wednesday sounder for your chance to win tickets. What? Who authorized that? To all the biggest concerts, games, and other great events here in the state of Utah. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I agree with PK on letting Rudy Gobert try to shoot three-pointers. If he does something crazy like going in there and shooting 38, 39%, we're going to feel like fools that he wasn't doing it sooner, so let him go wild. Feedback today brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Man, my ability to connect with the average person is just uncanny. It really is. I should teach you about that one day. Could you? Nah, you're a crappy student. Whereas I learned. I, I'm, I'm, I've been edified today. It's the difference between you and me. Clint says Rudy is the new Manute Bowl. Minute had that three-point set shot down cold, top of the key. I think that was more Don Nelson looking to just be odd. And we've seen how odd Don Nelson has turned into. Pretty odd. <laughs> if you haven't seen the video of him out there in Hawaii uh, growing pot and playing poker. and Maui or Kauai? I can't Maui. Ca- Maui? Maui all the way. Okay. Yeah. And a couple of his buddies, uh, Willie Nelson and Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Yeah. And he tells the story of the one guy they're playing and hanging out, doing their thing, and a guy died right there. <laughs> I can't use the language that Don Nelson used. Well, we just left that uh, sorry old bleep uh, sit there until we were done. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, Coach Matson was a fantastic interview. At PK Kinahan, at David DJ James. Good job, guys. Uh, Mark Matz is an engaging guy. He's always been an engaging guy. There's no question about that. And uh, Yach just told me that they had three other people in here in the studio with him, mm-hmm. support people, and one of the guys told him he's heading back to ESPN to do the car wash thing next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So The he, dancing video will be played. You can oh, see it absolutely. already. I mean, he's, yeah. yeah that people was, tweeting it at us this morning. That was a goofy moment, but he did play several years in the league, and he didn't play several years in the league because he was goofy. I believe it was nine years in the league. That That's a lot of years for a it's, late uh, first-round draft choice. Uh, didn't make the league till he was 25. Three years with the Lakers yeah. and then six years with the Timberwolves. Well, he went on a mission and then played four years of college ball, so he was a little older. 
Uh, but yeah, so to to be in the league that long, and then to be retained by multiple coaches too, it just wasn't one coach. He didn't hook on with one coach. I think there was a, at least a couple of Lakers have gone through a bunch of coaches. I'd have to look at a piece of paper, and several of those guys retained him. And then obviously they made another change here with Vogel, and Mark went and took the job here at UVU. I think that's a good landing spot for him. I, if I'm BYU, I don't think I would have hired him. But I, I have got no problem with U, UVU hiring him. I think that's a good landing spot for him. So Phil Jackson's last year was 2011. Uh, the Lakers have now had six coaches. You just named one of them Vogel. Can you name the others? Well, I know Mike Brown was there for a bit. Yes. Luke Walton, Byron Scott. Right. Uh, D'Antoni. Good. So I, only, I need one more? Yeah, this is a tough one. He only, he only did five games, so it wasn't... Oh. Uh, it was Bernie uh, Bickerstaff. Oh, yeah, I never would have got Yeah, that. I know. That's why I just cut you off and just did yeah. five games. But you did pretty good rattling through there as all the other guys did their 70 to 150 games, <laughs> most of a season to a season and a half. That just drives me nuts. You know what that gets you? That gets you in the lottery six straight years. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have no chance to succeed if that's your way you approach things. Zero chance. And I hope for Vogel's sake that he gets an opportunity to show what he can do. And we just talk, we talked about this with Mike Montgomery because we talked about how uh, Montgomery coached Madsen in college. And I looked up Montgomery's uh, at Stanford, and he was there for well, it's like 20 years almost. And... Uh, it took him like nine seasons before he won an NCAA tournament game. And then he went 10 consecutive seasons with winning at least one NCAA tournament game. Guys don't get anywhere near that kind of time now. Get her done or get out the door. That's what I appreciate and respect about the Jazz. They just don't go through a, a revolving door of coaches. Five coaches in 40 years, I think. That's pretty impressive. Because just changing coaches isn't a solution. Salky to Layden to Sloan, and obviously Jerry was, was most of it, and then Ty Corbin and now Quinn. Yeah. And it looks like Quinn Snyder is going to have an extended run if that's what he wants. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are out of here. Tony, Austin, coming up next.